Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. The big news from the Supreme Court, Justice Stephen Breyer will retire, giving President Biden his first nominee to the nation's highest court and the chance to secure a lasting legacy. Tonight, the court's most senior liberal plans to step down. President Biden promising to nominate a black woman. Our reporting on the short list of frontrunners who could make history. Wild day on Wall Street. The Dow falls 130 points as the Fed signals interest rates will go up in March. What it all means for your pocketbook. Dangerous nor'easter, bitter cold temperatures as New York, Boston and the East Coast brace for a possible bomb cyclone snowstorm. America responds to Russia. The Secretary of State lays out what he calls a serious diplomatic path forward as Putin's fighter jets arrive near Ukraine's border. Pregnant women and COVID tonight, the new information for expectant mothers weighing whether to get vaccinated. I felt irresponsible because I put me and my baby at risk. Breaking news on an issue we've covered extensively, sexual harassment in the military. Tonight, President Biden making it a crime. And from watching her parents sew clothing to designing her own for stars like Serena Williams, a true example of the American dream. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with major news from here in the nation's capital. After nearly three decades on the Supreme Court, Justice Stephen Breyer is expected to retire. Sources tell CBS News that the 83-year-old will stay on the bench for the rest of this consequential term, deciding on major cases like abortion rights, and he'll wait until the Senate confirms a successor. The liberal justice is under pressure from the left to step down while Democrats maintain control of the Senate and the White House, so his replacement won't change the ideological makeup of the nation's highest court. In recent years, Breyer has found himself in the dissent on a bench that has moved more to the right with a 6-3 to three conservative majority. President Biden will now be given the opportunity to fulfill a campaign promise and appoint the first black female Supreme Court justice. We have two reports tonight, starting with CBS's chief legal correspondent, Jan Crawford. Good evening, Jan. Some big news today. It could literally change the face of the Supreme Court, Nora. Now, Justice Breyer let President Biden know last week uh, that he plans to retire this summer, and so that's now shifting the focus to who will replace him. The court's most senior liberal, Justice Stephen Breyer, made the decision that was widely expected, giving President Biden his first Supreme Court nomination and a chance to fulfill a campaign pledge. I'm looking forward to making sure there's a black woman on the Supreme Court. The top candidates are all sitting judges. The frontrunner, 51-year-old federal appeals court judge Katanji Brown Jackson, a Harvard Law School graduate who is a law clerk for Justice Breyer. Nominated in 1994 by President Clinton, Breyer has been a pragmatic justice, a defender of civil rights, and a staunch opponent of the death penalty. Engaging and well-liked by his colleagues, he also likes to talk and listen, as he told me in this conversation in 2019. Sit down with a colleague and yes. say, or try to change their mind. Yes, I might. Mm -hmm. But I've learned over time that everyone on the court, of course, wants everyone to agree with them about everything all the time. <laughs> There's long been speculation about when Breyer, an older justice, though still as mentally sharp and active as ever, would retire. You're not going anywhere. Well, I certainly don't intend to. <laughs> but that was a year before Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, giving President Trump his third Supreme Court nomination. Breyer, an ardent defender of keeping the court separate from politics, resisted a drumbeat of pressure from progressives last year that he stepped down so President Biden could replace him. When exactly I should retire or will retire uh, has many complex parts to it. I think I'm aware of most of them. This year, the decision which the left hoped for was his own. And Jan Crawford is back with us from the Supreme Court. So, Jan, tell us about President Biden's shortlist and the frontrunner, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson. Well, I mean, behind Judge Jackson's strong credentials and, of course, that clerkship uh, with Justice Breyer, I think what makes her an early favorite is that she was recently confirmed by the Senate to the prestigious Federal Court of Appeals here in D.C. with 53 votes, including three Republicans. And also, if the White House is thinking about moving really quickly on this, which our sources suggest that they are, that means that she's also been recently vetted and extensively vetted. She even uh, met uh, with President Biden. But, of course, some of the other potential nominees on that shortlist have been recently vetted as well, Nora. I know you'll be watching closely, Jan Crawford. Thank you. President Biden is no stranger to Supreme Court confirmation hearings. He served as the chair of the Judiciary Committee when Justice Breyer was confirmed back in 1994. Now he gets to pick Breyer's successor. CBS's Ed O'Keefe joins us now from the White House. So, Ed, the president's going to make an official announcement about Breyer's retirement tomorrow. And the timing of all this is very significant. 
That's right, Nora. While it was widely expected that Breyer would announce his retirement later this year, by the end of the court's term, the fact that it leaked now, even before he was able to tell some Supreme Court colleagues, gives the White House and the Democratic-controlled Senate more time to consider potential nominees, make the pick, and hold hearings. It also gives them extra time should the president's first choice get rejected or have to withdraw, and they need more time to pick someone else. And by nominating a black woman ahead of the midterm elections, the president will help to motivate his party's base and show them that he made good on a campaign pledge. And Ed, what are you hearing from the Hill about how quickly they want to move forward on this? Well, it depends on the president. We know that he has blown through self-imposed deadlines before, especially when making big decisions. Sources tell us that the West Wing was fielding calls today from several key allies and lawmakers about specific nominees. Once the president makes his pick, the Senate is expected to move quickly and likely at a pace similar that to the roughly one month it took to nominate uh, Amy Coney Barrett and had her confirmed by the full Senate. And even amid debate over the future of the president's economic agenda and other big issues, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said today he will clear the Senate calendar and move on this quote with all deliberate speed. Nora. And we'll cover those confirmation hearings. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Well, it was another roller coaster ride on Wall Street today after the Federal Reserve signaled it plans on raising interest rates as early as March. That in an effort to curb inflation. CBS's Carter Evans reports the central bank's announcement will have a major impact on what you spend in the year ahead. The Fed's announcement today is a signal that you're about to pay higher interest rates on everything from credit cards to car loans. It's part of a fight to stabilize prices on everyday items like groceries and gas. We're prepared to use our tools to assure that higher inflation does not become entrenched. Rates on home loans are already on the rise after the central bank began to slow down its bond buying stimulus program, making it tough on potential buyers like Nathaniel Seitz. As those rates increase, our budget slowly starts to go down. How much would that impact your monthly payment? So it's been about already $200 extra on the monthly payment. The pandemic changed the way Americans spend their money. Less on vacations and eating out and more on consumer goods. That high demand coupled with COVID-related labor shortages and business slowdowns have pushed the U.S. inflation rate to 7%, the highest level in 40 years. The upcoming rate increase is designed to cool inflation by making it more expensive to borrow and in turn slow down consumer spending. The Federal Reserve is trying to fight a battle against inflation and investors are very concerned that that battle is one where the Fed may have entered too late and may have to play catch up. Polling out today shows almost half of Americans now say rising prices are causing a hardship for their families. Inflation right away, right away forces people like that to make very difficult decisions. Economists and investors are anticipating as many as four interest rate hikes this year. What should Americans do with this news? Well, I'll tell you, if I had an outstanding loan, which was going to start increasing in cost, I would try to whittle it down. Now, the Fed chair does not think the rate increase is going to hurt the job market and a decrease in consumer spending could potentially relieve some pressure on a supply chain that's still struggling to deliver. Nora. That'd be some good news. Carter Evans, thank you. Tens of millions of Americans are dealing with bone-chilling temperatures tonight across much of the Great Plains and Midwest. Meanwhile, the Northeast is bracing for a nor'easter that could bring blizzard conditions and up to 20 inches of snow to New England. CBS's Lonnie Quinn joins us now with all the details on this bomb cyclone. Tell us about it, Lonnie. 
You betcha. That just means the storm heavily intensifies within 24 hours. What's tricky with this particular storm, if you look at the radar picture, we're trying to track something that is still days away from even forming. Now, I know you see some snow there around Dallas. That fades away. That's not even part of what we're looking at. The computer model shows us sometime on Friday, the storm will form. It's going to exit around the southeast coast, pushes up to the northeast, and by Saturday, 4 p.m., it's putting snow down at 2 inches per hour, maybe even more, from Boston to the Hamptons. So if it takes that track, and it's a 70% chance that it will stay offshore and affect a place like Boston with the bullseye of the storm, but there's a 30% chance that it's going to wobble a bit more, go closer to shore, and give bigger snow totals to some other big cities. But as of right now, the likelihood is that it stays offshore, and Philadelphia would pick up around three inches of snow. New York City could see about six inches of snow. Hartford, possibly a foot of snow. And the area just south of Boston, you could see the bullseye with two feet of snow, maybe a little bit more in some spots. Again, we got to watch the track. We're still days away. This would be Friday night into Saturday. So keep it right here. We'll give you updates, Nora, as we get them. Thank you, Lonnie Quinn. Well, now to the frigid relationship between the U.S. and Russia over Ukraine. This was a day of both diplomatic discussions and military maneuvers. CBS's chief foreign affairs correspondent, Margaret Brennan, has more. With more Russian fighter jets positioned in neighboring Belarus within striking distance of Ukraine, six U.S. fighter jets arrived to the region ahead of an attack that the U.S. estimates could come in the next three weeks. That's what's really causing uh, all the tensions right now is this very, very big buildup of forces, very combat-credible forces that he has uh, along that uh, border with Ukraine and, and in Belarus. Today, the U.S. and NATO offered Vladimir Putin a way out. The U.S. ambassador to Moscow delivered a written response to Russia's demand that NATO halt its expansion and never allow former Soviet states, including Ukraine, to join the alliance. There is no change. There will be no change. Second. Secretary Blinken said no such concessions will be made, but the U.S. did put an offer on the table. Was this just to, to show you tried? Well, as we said, uh, the placement of, effect of uh, offensive missile systems uh, in Ukraine, military exercises and maneuvers uh, in Europe, all of these things would address, I think, mutual concerns, including concerns stated by Russia, uh, and advance collective security. 8,500 U.S. troops were put on high alert for near-term deployment in case diplomacy fails. Today, NATO Secretary General said 5,000 Allied forces are set to go. We have plans in place that we can activate, uh, execute uh, on very short notice. No one is quite sure what Vladimir Putin will do. Next week, he is set to travel to China for the start of the Olympic Games. And the State Department says that may impact timing of an attack. I think that probably uh, uh, President Xi Jinping would not be ecstatic if uh, Putin chose that moment to invade Ukraine. Uh, so that may affect his timing and his thinking. It's a really interesting point, and Margaret joins us now. So you have some reporting on whether President Biden would want to personally sanction the Russian president. Well, Nora, the U.S. could sanction Putin, but at this point, the White House has not decided to do so. According to sources I speak to, if you do that, it creates some technical complications. If you sanction someone you have to negotiate with, how do they travel? Coordination-wise, it also gets complicated. What may be more effective as a strategy is putting pressure on the oligarchs close to him, their business interests, and their bank accounts so that they, in turn, put pressure on Putin. All right, Margaret Brennan, thank you. 
Well, turning now to COVID, the CDC predicts at least 62,000 more Americans could die from the virus over the next four weeks. The U.S. now averages more than 2,200 COVID deaths a day. That's a 21% increase since last week. Meanwhile, the federal government started the distribution of 400 million free N95 masks from its strategic national stockpile at pharmacies and community health centers. All right, there's news tonight about whether the COVID vaccine impacts fertility in one of the largest studies of its kind. CBS's Nikki Batiste reports not only does data say the vaccines are safe and effective, but they don't cause infertility. And, but a new study shows not being vaccinated can result in dire outcomes. At seven months pregnant, this is not where Knatrice Anadamaka expected to be, battling COVID in an ICU bed, wearing an oxygen mask, fighting for her life and her babies. I would wake up gasping for air and experiencing that night after night. And I would sit and count my breaths because I didn't know if I would survive the night. She was unvaccinated. What is going through your mind? To be honest, and this part gets me a little emotional, I felt irresponsible because I had put me and my baby at risk. I will never forget the look of complete fear in her eyes. Dr. Emily Miller, chief of obstetrics at Northwestern Memorial Hospital in Chicago, was Anna Demaka's physician. A large proportion of her lungs were really destroyed by the virus. A recent study from Scotland found that more than 90% of pregnant women hospitalized with COVID are unvaccinated, a group at much higher risk of severe complications like premature birth, stillbirth, or neonatal death, which occurs when a baby is less than a month old. Luckily, Anna Dumaka gave birth to CJ, a healthy baby boy. Now seven months old, they reunited with Dr. Miller, whom the new mom says saved their lives. Your mama is a fighter. <laughs> she is. She's a rock star. During her eight weeks in the hospital, Ana Dumaka did get vaccinated. I'm so glad that I actually hey. get to be here to mother him and love on him and raise him. I'm just honored that we made it. A new study out today shows COVID vaccines do not affect fertility. Other new data reveals women vaccinated during pregnancy in any trimester pass antibodies to their fetus. Nora. Such important reporting. Thank you, Nikki Batiste. President Biden signed an executive order today to make sexual harassment a crime under military law. The order also improves the way domestic violence cases are handled and toughens penalties for sharing sexual images without permission. This news comes after our multi-year CBS News investigation that reported extensively on how victims felt ignored or even faced retaliation after making complaints. These are historic changes and a step forward in a decades-long battle for reform. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. 
All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Six people were hurt from an explosion today at a Louisiana chemical plant. Thick black smoke rose from the Westlake chemical plant. The company says a fire occurred near a storage tank that had been taken out of service. Five of the injured were treated at hospitals. All right, uh, Texas man is under arrest tonight on a federal gun charge related to this month's synagogue standoff near Dallas. Prosecutors say that Henry Williams sold the semi-automatic pistol, pistol used to hold a rabbi and three others hostage for almost 11 hours. The gunman allegedly said he bought it to intimidate someone who owed him money. All right, you won't be able to listen to Neil Young on Spotify anymore. The streaming service is honoring his demand to be taken off the platform. Young is angry at Spotify for featuring comedian Joe Rogan's podcast. Young accuses Rogan, Rogan of spreading misinformation about COVID vaccines. Spotify said in a statement they regret Young's decision, but they hope to welcome him back soon. Now to a fashion designer who may spend her days dressing the rich and famous, but has never forgotten her humble beginnings. CBS's Lilia Luciano has her story. Everything is handmade. John Hernandez grew up watching her immigrant parents sew clothing in LA's garment factories. Now she has her own boutique in the heart of Beverly Hills. I just saw like my parents and Latinos working as workers. Like I never thought I could have my own business or make a living out of making beautiful clothes. She spent her younger years in Compton, just like tennis great Serena Williams, who now sports her designs. She's also the first Salvadoran to show at Paris Fashion Week and helped build a school in her parents' native country of El Salvador. I just wanted to do something that empowers the community and lets the ones who are silent be heard. For me. What does it do to people to be seen? It's very empowering to let people be proud of where they come from. The name Glaudi honors her mother, Gladys, who now works alongside her. Hernandez also created a line for men, inspired by her father, who recently died from COVID. I wanted to bring a light and honor them. Celebrating her family and culture, the most important threads in her life. With everything in my life, when things are hard, I always try to see the bright side. Yeah. Like from my dad bright to the bridal. Side. The bright <gasps> You just gave me my new slogan. Lilia Luciano, CBS News, Beverly Hills. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News and our latest Eye on America, struggling ranchers find innovative ways to keep going in the face of an historic drought. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget, you can set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. A lot of news today. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.